This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Let me welcome in my guest here. I see her with her beautiful mane of gorgeous, gorgeous, melanated hair that is rising to the sky. Uh, I've worked with her on a couple of books. We did a book called um, Revelations. Revelations. Revelations, that's right, with Mason Betha. Did we, what else did we work on? We worked on, that was the only book we did together? I feel like we've done like a bunch of books together, but maybe not. I recently, for my Healthy Wealthy Wise uh, conference, bought one of the books that she um has called Black Fortunes. That's one of her books. I bought one for everybody that attended. I actually did that because it's a great book by Shamari Wills. Who uh, I so doing... appreciate that, yeah. Karen. Thank yeah. you so much. No, no, no. He's actually working with us in narrative too, uh, talking about some of these uh, folk that he mentioned in um, Black Fortunes. And right now you are over the imprint at HarperCollins called Amistad, and it is celebrating its 35th anniversary there's a virtual event scheduled for two, uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, let me welcome editorial director of Amistad, the great Tracy Sherrod. Hi. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to see you as always. Oh, man. <laughs> so listen, uh, Trey, Trey, um, you have been in publishing. You were in publishing way before I got into it. Um, I remember your office over at Simon & Schuster, uh, and you have uh, been a beacon to be in this seat right now, 35 years. I know Jennifer Lewis, Jennifer Lewis and Garcelle Beauvais and uh, Tina Lifford, who's also friends of this show, uh, will be joining the festivities. What else can we expect in 35 years? What are you most proud of? Oh, what a question to have survived. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Very much kidding. Um, you know, it's hard to say, you know, what I'm most proud of, um, but what keeps me happy these days and excited and renewed is working with the Zora Neale Hurston Trust and all the wonderful things we've been doing and all the beautiful repackaging we've been doing of her backlist. And, um, and we're publishing a new book in January called You Don't Know Us Negroes and Other Essays. By, by Zora, which is uh, an amazing collection that celebrates um, blackness and who I, we are and our contributions to the world. You you were responsible for Barracoon that was under you? Yes. Yes. Um, yes, and, and I thank, see thank it on you. your shelf. Yeah, no, this, uh, I, I purchased, I purchased that. Um, and I, I feel like uh, we've had this conversation off mic, so I'm gonna bring it on mic. That publishing is full of a lot of white-facing black people and a lot of white-facing white people who think they know better. I'm gonna just say it; you don't have to repeat or anything about what we need to read and what what's gonna sell and what's good and what's what's important. And you know, when when your life is curated through the lens of somebody who does not understand your experience and who, uh, in many ways, have uh, benefited from your experience, but yet don't give you know they, they love your rhythm and not your blues it it has been frustrating so when i when i get to work with editors who get it who are immersed in the culture as you are from chicago you know or detroit i'm sorry let me not let me not get into you know oh, battles. oh it's flint it's flint, flint michigan flint, michigan i apologize i apologize flint, michigan um, all the way from flint <laughs> all the way from flint understanding that you sit in a seat that's super important because you determine the the you know generations ahead what's going to be read and what's important 
that's a, that's a lot of power. Um, and I, I'm sure you don't take it lightly, but how do you decide what, what you're going to buy and what you're not? I definitely don't take it lightly that we're curating, you know, a list of books that people will be reading, hopefully from years, years to come. And publishing Barracoon um, was definitely a part of that. And um, when I read that book, it brought me to tears just to think that, you know, it shows that Kosala was going through the same things that we were going through today with his son being murdered by the police and all the disrespect and all of this after he contributed in so many important ways. Um, and this was this was the account of the last person, the last person that was on the last uh, instance. Uh, mm-hmm. So 50 years after slavery was outlawed in the U.S., you know, some 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 guys thought they'd get a ship together and go to Africa and get some people anyway. And they did. They they um, it was 110 people that they brought to the U.S., and so Kosala experienced, you know, living in Africa and he was kidnapped like in the middle of a ceremony where they were training him for his manhood. So he's kidnapped then. So he experienced being kidnapped, traveling through the middle passage, if traveling is the word you, one should use, um, but being kidnapped and brought to America, endured slavery, and then it was emancipation and then he lived in the U.S. thereafter, you know, as a free person. So he experienced the entire trials and tribulations, and he shares it in his memoir that Zora Neale Hurston went down to Alabama to get from him. And I, and it's beautifully written as only Zora could, and it's just super moving. And um, and then Deborah Plant, a scholar, Zora Neale Hurston scholar you know, contextualized book, put it in place, its place in history and all of that with her introduction and notes. And it was a bestseller. It was a surprise bestseller. And it, and it, it was number two on the New York Times bestseller list. You know, when people were questioning whether or not people would read a book in dialect and, you know, not recognizing that um, their eyes are watching God is in dialect and she is a master of it. So I don't take lightly being able to acquire books and bring them into the world. And, and, I, and I try to do it as thoughtfully as possible and try to feature topics and concerns that, that we need to be focused on. You know, such recently I published We Are Each Other's Harvest, which is about uh, black, the history of black people in farming. You know, uh, we used, America used a lot of the practices brought over from Africa. And then the minute we stray away from the law, our foods are poison and toxins and all kinds of things are, are we're, we're suffering with these days. So it's a beautiful book by Natalie Brazil, who wrote Queen Sugar. Mm, I was going to ask you uh, that. I'm going to ask you to send me a copy of because I think that's going to be in the gift bag for our next uh, Healthy, Wealthy, Wise conference in 2022, which we're planning for March. I'm going to get that book because I, I, you know, we get to choose where we spend our money. Um, mm-hmm. And if we aren't conscious about uh, whose careers we're we're helping to support, you know, we 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 do that, right? So we have to be purposeful. Right. You know, purchasing three hundred copies of a book has an impact on that author, has an impact on that imprint, has an impact on you 
And I'm just Amen. one person. And if everybody else has, you know, maybe not a conference, but, you know, you have a school, if you're a teacher or a principal listening, or if you, you know, we have, we have with our dollars the opportunity to shift culture and perspectives. And I think we should lean into that because we do have that power, uh, especially black people that spend $1.5 trillion. Where we spend our money can shift the world. And I think we should do that. Wow. And, and then the Secretary of Agriculture is aware of the book and very much support it too and think it's very important for people to read. Okay. And then Amistad did a book. Mm-hmm. And Amistad did a book with the National Museum of African American History and Culture. And so I'm really, really proud of that too, which is called Make Good the Promises. Is and that with Lonnie Bunch? Re- um, no, because you know he's not he's no yeah. longer there. And I did it with Kinshasha Condwell and Paul Gardulo. And um and the Kinshasa is the deputy director there. And it's about reconstruction and how we're going through another reconstruction today. Too short-lived, I think, but uh, <laughs> we're going through a reconstruction. Talk us uh, through, we're talking with Tracy Sherrod, editorial director of Amistad, uh, which is a division of uh, an imprint of HarperCollins. They are celebrating uh, its 35th, uh, they are celebrating their 35th anniversary, or it is celebrating its 35th anniversary, since we're going to be grammatically correct. This Wednesday, uh, they're going to have a virtual celebration online, of course, October 20th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Tina Lifford's going to be there, Garcelle in her housewife regalia, and Jennifer Lewis, Jennifer Lewis. Uh, Jennifer Lewis. Yes, America's Mama will be there uh, as well. You know, when you get a submission, uh, because, you know, I I know a little bit about that as as a publisher, how do you determine whether or not something is viable? Because the biggest thing is, you know, you have folk that run algorithms and they give you numbers and they tell you this is not going to sell, right? And you get that a lot, especially when you're black, because they don't understand the salespeople don't look like you. So how the hell do you know what's going (laughs) to sell when you ain't from the culture? So they always get surprised by a book like that or, you know, any one of my bestsellers that nobody thought was going to sell, especially the first rap book. It was like, that's not going to sell. And even that book we did sold, even though the publisher was like, eh, we're not going to put a dime into anything. Um, I'm calling them out. We still sold a whole lot of copies of that Mason Bethan book. Uh, we sure trying, did. We yeah. sure did. And we had a lot of fun doing that book yes, too, Karen. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I will uh, never forget our drive to the airport. <laughs> we had like, oh, it seemed like 30 minutes to get to the airport and get on the we plane. Make it? Did we make it, Tracy? We, we made it. And that's you kept saying, come on, girl, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. I said, oh, there's no way we can make it. You're like, we're going to make it. And we made it. Every time I'm in Atlanta, I think about that. Yeah, I don't play you with know, traffic. I don't play with I don't phenomenal. play with missing airplanes and staying in no airport. I don't play with that. Uh, but I talk- think uh, Cicely Tyson was another surprise. You know, like I try to publish our legends. If I'm going to dabble in the um, in the celebrity realm, I like to publish our legends. And Cicely Tyson, I I feel is one of one of them. Now, you're, Cicely Tyson is an icon that I'm sure you were um, in competition with other people. So what did you say to her that made her sign with you over the, the other people that could get Cicely Tyson, the great Cicely Tyson? What was that? Well, Miss Tyson said that people had come years before me. You know, every couple of years, somebody new would come. And then um, when we met, she said that she saw a light around me. So she knew I was the person that she should do the book with. And so 
And so we did it. And uh, it and it was it was wonderful working with her. She was amazing. She taught me a lot. Tell me something. Because you know, she was on my list. Um when I first got here at Sirius XM, I had my team put together a le- legacy list of people that I wanted to talk with on these airwaves. And I never got to talk with her. Harry Belafonte's still here. Hey, if anybody I know he's not giving interviews, but you know, those those on my list in the Poitier, you know, because like you, our our legends, you know, I got to talk with Dick Gregory. I'm grateful about that. I got to talk with um Francis Cress Welsing. She was on my list, got to speak with her before she passed. You know, but those having those conversations that's how we put together the tapestry of of our past we we can only remember through the lens of people who have been here before and carry those those gems forward but it has to be in the hands of people who are responsible like you like me what yes. is so we have Tyson mary j teacher. coming mary j blige coming i don't know if that's a legend she's a legend but not in the same vein as a cicely tyson so let's pause on mary j blige for a second and congratulations to that uh, but she's a to, living legend. She is a living legend. <laughs> but what? tell me what Cicely Tyson taught you. She taught me that it's important to, when you're working with a celebrity, to, to meet with them regularly and interact with them regularly so that they're committed to the project that they're doing. But more import- importantly, so that you know their voice, because oftentimes there's a collaborator involved. So you know their voice and you know if this is what they would say or not say or how they would say it. And um, yes, and I've already applied that to like Mary J. Blige. (laughs) So in terms of listening, you know, being a good listener and hearing her and um, and being accommodating and um, and getting her the best, which she deserves. Um, Okay, so you Mary J. Blige, the first when I first signed with Simon & Schuster, uh, that was a book that I was supposed to do. Right. Or very early on. It never happened. What happened? It's a long story. I'll tell you off mic. Um, But I I suspect, you know, people I feel like, you know, we give book deals to people who haven't lived a full life. Like my book with LL, he was 26 years old. You know, um, Queen Latifah was 20, 27. You know, like there's so much more, you know, like, yes, they had fascinating things, you know, that they had done. But to be fully formed as a human being, to have perspective on your life, there's still so much living to do, which is why you getting Cicely Tyson in her 90s means everything because her life perspective is so much more rooted in wisdom. I think Mary J. Bly is where she is now. I think that's going to be a powerhouse book. She's come through some things. She's gotten through some things. She's she's moving. She's on the horizon, as you mentioned, to being a living legend. Um, how did, how did that book come about? Um, through Carol Mann. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carol Carol Mann Mann represented her. Nice. And so I had it exclusively, just like I had Cicely Tyson exclusively. Yeah. So, and, and that means a lot. And I think it's because of Amistad and, um, and, you know, and maybe a little bit of what I bring to the I was going to say, and Tracy Sherrod. Legendary. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to, yeah, I'll say you know, it. I'll say it. Flint. I'll say I'm from Flint. Don't you're go nowhere and be a big shot. Come on. Yeah, but you're from Flint, which also means you've come through some things to get to to a place where you are mm-hmm. uh, grounded in this. Space. And I published Ben Crumb. Did you? Yes. Okay. All right. I have other things to, to uh, consider with that. That I'm going to move on and say, uh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> I'll say good for you, and we're going to move on. Sitting in the seat that you sit in right now, uh, where you're wedged between, you know, um, 
commerce and community, you know, that tightrope that you walk, um, what's the most challenging about it and how do you navigate it on a regular? Um, you know, sometimes I think that um, I do books too early, you know, before the audience is ready for them, you know, but each, you know, each submission that comes in for me, it has to do with, is it affirming us? Is it going to help us grow, help us uh, achieve uh, freedom? You know, which I'm working on a book now um, with A.J. Verdell, and it's called Miss Chloe. And it's about her relationship with Toni Morrison, but it's about so much more than that. You know, it's about our creative genius. It's about our ability to give and to share with each other and bring each other up and give each other the information we need and the courage we need, you know, to go to the next level in our individual lives. And so, you know, books that give us something solid to stand on, books that enable us to reach higher. Um, because, you know, I think that we're amazing, beautiful people in so many ways. And then a lot of times, you know, racism can, can change us at our core. And, and make us some angry, make some resentful, make, you know, because you re recognize you've earned some things that you're just flat out not gonna get from where you're seeking to get it from. Mm -hmm. So you may have to find, you know, other ways. So, you know, books that, that really, that really affirm, that uh, really affirm, give us solid ground and give us the talking. energy to lift. I was, I was mm -hmm. looking at you thinking Toni Morrison, you know, this black book that is over my shoulder uh, that I dug out of a box that my mom uh, gathered of my father's belongings. That book was in there. And I was like, that book has been on our coffee table since I was a little girl. And um, Toni Morrison did that. She gave us Angela Davis. She gave us Muhammad Ali. And in many ways, you're this generation's, you know, uh, the baton has been handed to you. Now, I don't know if you're going to go off and do, you know, pull a surprise, you know, Nobel Peace Prize winning books, you know, <laughs> like Toni Morrison left the edit editorial seat <laughs> to go and create masterpieces. I don't know if that's in your future, but, you know, we absolutely need people like you uh, in these spaces that um, to make to make sure to make sure these books get you know, they're in the right hands with you. Yeah, I, I think Another Brooklyn by Jackie Woodson is a masterpiece. Another Brooklyn. Okay, let me write mm -hmm. that down too. It's a is novel. Is this a novel? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, um, I think Miss Chloe by A.J. Verdell is a masterpiece. When is that like, coming out? It's coming out in May of 2022. Okay. And it gives me chills every time I talk about it. Okay. Because I know. think it's super... You, you know, it's like such a, a combination of things, like the year of magical thinking uh, between the world and me. Oh. And like, you know, if you can imagine something like that, um, but with more of a, a woman-centeredness to it between the world and me. And so it's just like, I, I think it's phenomenal. And I think it's going to change people's lives. I really do. Well, I can't wait. Um, is, is this event open to the public on Wednesday? Um, 
all people have to do is just email me and I think I can share the link. All right. So I don't know if you I want to put your email out on Twitter. All right. I don't know if I want to do that. There's too many. There's oh, too okay. Many. Y'all, y'all might have a bandwidth problem. All right. Well, I'm going to be there uh, this Wednesday and I want to congratulate you again. Um, and I, I can't wait for well, I don't think COVID is ever going away, but Tracy Sherrod throws really? the New Year's Eve parties ever. She has the most eclectic group of people that come together. You may have a room with all everyone from bell hooks to, I mean, it's just like, what the, who, I mean, wow. Like your, your Rolodex is sick. Um, and, um, and, and what you have been a master of, which I think you do very well in the, which makes you great in the seat that you're in is, is bringing out people, bring, bring out the best in people and then bringing them together, uh, to collaborate, uh, in life. So, um, thank you much success, thank you, thank continued you. success. Uh, I'm going to holler at you about this, um, this book, uh, this farmer's book where we are each other's harvest so I can get that in our in our basket and i just appreciate you tracy sherrod thank you so much for being here thank you karen thank you thank you yes editorial director of amistad and we're gonna get all of these books miss cleo maybe she should come back in may miss chloe miss chloe i'm sorry miss cleo Cleo. (laughs) miss chloe aj verdell yes let's call miss cleo you know what let's see what it's gonna be (laughs) put me in touch with aj verdell let's have her on let's have her on okay i will do okay anything for you karen all right nice to see you tracy 